This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jessie Mae. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Do I normally say it the other way? Fuck it, who cares? It's Monday. Well, you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, but I recorded on a Monday. <gasps> Don't show them from behind the curtain. Don't tell them how the show goes. I hope you're rocking and living with your cocks out. I hope you're rocking with your cock out. Is that how we say it? Rock out with your cock out. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Anyways, this week... You can catch Carly and I live. Our girl live experience presented by Moment House will be available on Thursday. I believe it's 9 to 10 Eastern Standard. You can check out my website, jessiemay.com for tickets. And you can also get tickets through my Instagram page. It is Carly and I's podcast together, girl, G-Y-R-L, giving you real life. And we recorded this live in Austin. So we are going to be doing a watch along with you guys. It's a live experience with us watching our podcast with you guys. So again, tickets are at jessiemate.com and my Instagram page as well. It's presented by Moment House. So we're really excited about that. We're also doing a VIP virtual meet and greet. Both of these things are virtual, a digital experience that Moment House likes to say instead of virtual. I don't know why maybe virtual indicates it. It's going to be like virtual sex and that's not it at all. It's comedy which can give you joy as well and not an STD. So it's probably healthier for you. Wednesday, December 8th, we will be doing a meet and greet, a digital meet and greet experience. Carly and I, same thing presented by Mo- Moment House. And you can go to jessiemay.com for those tickets as well. And on my Instagram page, you can find information for that. So we're doing a digital VIP meet and greet event on Wednesday, December 8th. And then we're doing a digital live watch along with our podcast on December 9th. And that's open to everybody who wants to enjoy it from the comfort of your comforter. Grab a wine, grab your whining dog, and chill with us. Also, don't forget to go to the YouTube page. Yeah, your bitches on YouTube. That's how you can watch the podcast and uh, other clips from our other podcasts. My show with Deuce, with Deuce, <laughs> Mike Tully, our podcast Deuce is also Patreon exclusive. Our clips will be on YouTube so you can get information as to how to find us. If you want to know, it's patreon.com forward slash the deuce podcast. And information for girl is a Patreon exclusive podcast. For now, we may bring audio to Apple in the new year, but for now, all the video aspect of the show and the entire podcast is available as a Patreon exclusive. And we may only do the audio on Apple, but you go to patreon.com forward slash girl, G-Y-R-L. And we're wrapping up my wide open tour. I can't believe I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish this year off the heels of quarantine and losing my mom and getting over. I'm never really getting over, but, you know, dealing with the loss of my dad. I was able to create my podcast with Carly and my podcast with Tully and also create this wide open tour with with just just me. But girl, Carly and I did do a few dates to test out markets and see where we were going to go for our spring tour. Carly and I are doing a full spring tour together for a girl that that launched last week. So tickets are available for that right now. If you want to see us on our spring tour, doing stand up and uh, live podcast recording that will be available as well or is available as well. But this year we're wrapping up my wide open tour. Last two dates coming at you. I will be at the Mall of America in Minnesota, December 16th through the 18th at the House of Comedy. And I'm wrapping up the world wide open tour in my hometown, Syracuse, New York, New Year's Eve with your girl, Jessie May. You better come through, hootie hoo. 
New Year's Eve, two shows at the Syracuse Funny Bone and Carousel Mall, Destiny USA, a.k.a. Carousel Mall, all day till I die, OG for life, 315, baby, baby. Come celebrate New Year's Eve with me at the Carousel Mall, Syracuse Funny Bone, ringing in the new year with your girl, Jessie May, a.k.a. Boney Robbins. And right now, this week's episode is just a hoot. And this week's guest is really fun. She has a way of accessing her inner child that is so magical, and she's going to show you, but tell you how to do it. Please enjoy this episode with the one, the only, the flatulent, Jessie Mae Peluso. It's just me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me hello 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 my hair is wild it's a wild child today my roots are completely grown in um and oh this is gonna bother me what's this right here see this is what happens i'm in my sister's guest room i hung this up because i wanted to have oh this is not a good idea Mm, fuck (laughs) i'm taking a picture off the wall um almost crashed our travel studio here it's uh, uh if you guys are watching you can see a little photo of the fam my sister and my pops and me and my pops so we hung that up after everybody died. You know, that's the thing about photos. They're on our phones now, but if you're old school and you enjoy framing them, you can feel like the people are still alive and with you. How is everybody? Speaking of still alive and with you, I am. I am still alive and with you. Thank you for everybody who came out to the shows in, where the fuck was I? Uh, Plano, Texas. It was so much fucking fun. Although I will say Plano's the least type of texas that i have ever witnessed in my life it's basically it looks like um disney's fake town celebration where they built all these apartment complexes and shopping centers and that's where you guys live it's a very strange existence yes i am in my marshall's pillow here trying to get cozy fungal I feel like a dog, you know, when dogs go around in circles on their, on their dog beds. Um, yeah, Plano was strange. Frisco was even weirder. Not, didn't feel like Texas at all. Kind of feel like the Ohio, it felt like the Ohio of Texas. There was no discernible characteristics. And uh, maybe we, it was the area we were in. It was cute though. Real cute, but it just felt like every town. Once in a while you get to those towns where you're traveling like Bisbee, Arizona, where Stanhope lives, and you're like, this is a fucking weird place. This feels like Switzerland from the 1800s. Is everybody a fucking coal miner? What goes on in these towns? Do people, is their main industry shoe cobbling and in and, and witches' stews? Like, how do how do people make money? In towns like Bisbee, Arizona, is what I are you guys casting spells? Is is like the main industry warlock? What what is what are you doing? I need to know. And are you hiring? Because I would love I got a few motherfuckers I would love to cast a spell on, truthfully. But Plano, it was plain. Maybe that's why they call it Plano, Texas. It was very plain. It was just like the mayonnaise of Texas. No offense. I've just traveled a lot. San Antonio. I'm gonna get some titties out here for you guys. There you go. A lot of you complain about me not dressing up for a fucking podcast. Um, but there you go. There's a little clavage for you. Um, you know, it's Plano. It, it was just very, it, it was Plano. It really was. I've been to San Antonio. 
Dallas, even Fort Worth, Fort Worth, you know, maybe it's in the name. Maybe you guys got to have more confidence in yourselves and not call yourselves Plano because Fort Worth is like, what? Try us. Like we're worthy, you know, and Dallas is all like, I'm Dallas. Like it's literally the name. Dallas is a cheerleader. I'm sure there's a hundred dozen Dallases that are cheerleaders in Dallas. Um, San Antonio sounds regal as fuck, you know, and, and like San Antonio sounds like he owns a lot of expensive rugs, like woven artifacts. (laughs) And Austin is a, is a stoner. Austin is your younger brother who, who is still hanging on to his dreams of becoming a finger symbol rap artist he just he has finger symbols that he raps to and he's 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 doing it he's making it happen each one of the towns in texas embodies its name so step up your game plano but you were great to perform for truthfully had a great time um at the house of comedy they the club recently opened recently recently opened and it was it was really wonderful. I got a massage at the spa habitat. Now normally I get massages like two, three, not like two times a month when I'm traveling and being on the road as much as I normally am before pre-COVID COVID and all that, um, I would get massages like two times a month because the traveling and sitting down, I'm spending hours on a plane. Not that I'm not validating it, but some people are probably like, why do you even need two a month? Like that seems excessive. Your body gets so compacted. My body specifically gets so compacted. And then I'm sleeping on like five different beds in a month. Hey, for, for the whores out there, I don't know how you do it. You know, I'm out here just sleeping in all these different beds, not getting any dick. And it hurt. It hurts. It hurts a bitch's back. So, I got one on the road, which I don't always normally do, but damn, I was jacked up. My back got jacked up. And this bitch, Darlene, shout out to Darlene from Spa Habitat. Her hands were like, I was like, does she do lumberjack sports? She, Her hand wrapped around my entire body and I felt safe. She came to the show with her girlfriend. Shout out to Darlene. And, and also like shout out to whoever named her because that's like an old school Italian situation i had an aunt darlene we called her aunt carmella and it just was funny to meet another darlene i'd never met another darlene in my life that's like meeting a new ethel can you and i know people have said this before but can you imagine i think about names and i've heard people say this and it's so true can you imagine looking at a baby and going ethel and and no no offense to any of the ethels out there this 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 should your parents should be offended that they looked at you and they said, fucking F, this is Ethel. Or even like looking at a baby and being like, Gary. <laughs> this is Gary? Can you imagine going to a Christmas party with your baby, your new baby, and you're passing them around and you're like, this is Gary. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't fucking feel right to me at all. Let me preface with I did take a pre-workout edible and I worked out and now we're here. So, you know, we're going to go into wherever, whatever zones we go into. Truthfully, um, I, I was thinking about this when I was traveling. Lately, the travel's been a little chaotic. I don't know if anyone's been out there in airports or on airplanes. It's a little chaotic. And I think it's because we're all sort of out of practice. And I say all as in you all, because I'm still professional and I'm still respectful and I'm, I'm, I I walk fast and that's probably my fault. You know, being a New Yorker, living in New York for a decade, living that fast lifestyle, I'm trying to get to place, but I also maintain my, my kindness. You guys saw the last, last week's episode. I'm kind, but I'm in a fucking hurry. Um, please hurry the fuck up and stop, stop getting in my goddamn way. We're we're doing the flip of the power, the impact of kindness. (laughs) bitch get out of my way <laughs> man people are just walking around the airports i think I'm, I'm not even gonna blame the people i'm gonna blame the airports there's too much too many things in an airport 
And it is nice, I guess, if you travel and you get stuck and the shit's decorated and you can shop and eat and sleep. You know, some of these airports have these minute suites, which are just, it's a genius idea. You can go and take a nap. You can play video games. You can read. You can have just a quiet space, feed your baby, you know, wash your butt, whatever you want to do. Do both at the same time. If you're a multitasking mom, more power to you. But the airports put so much in them now. It literally feels like you're in a city or a mall. And so people are just walking around. Oh, look over here. They got a fucking Brooks Brothers. Oh, look, there's a sharper image. Do you want to get a, a, a one of those, those incense waterfalls that we can plug in and use once and then sell it at a garage sale 10 years later for 67 cents? You want to get one of those in the, in the fucking airport? So I blame the airport for having way too much going on. And it feels like there's so many more layovers now that never really existed before. And my theory is that they've created these layovers to get motherfuckers to walk around the airport to spend money. I would say on average, walking through an airport costs you 20 bucks just to, just to walk through it. Just to get to your other fucking gate. Especially if you've got like a, a few minutes and you're hungry because let's be real, airplane food is fucking gross. It's gross. And it, it's like... I want to know what's worse, airplane food or prison food, because all of it needs to be fixed. Okay? We didn't ask to be here. We, because of what we did, we're, on, we're in this place. Okay? Regardless if it was our fault or not, what we did is putting us in this plane and in this prison feed us better. We're still human beings. Delta. Actually, Delta has stepped up their, their food game. They really have. I don't know if it's a healthy choice or a stupid choice for me to eat salmon on a plane but I don't gamble so I guess that's the way I gamble I'm like yeah let me have some salmon on this seven hour flight I'll apologize early for my asshole now but I was traveling and this whole diatribe is getting to the point where I remembered something that happened and I don't know if it, if I told you guys and I wanted to tell you because I felt so and I wish I would have remembered last week's episode because it kind of fell into the theme of it all, being the impact of kindness and me having energy back and feeling like myself and being more outgoing and all of that. I was traveling to, let's see, it might have been to Texas with Carly in Austin or coming back. And I was going to go into the Delta Lounge, humble brag, your bitch is a platinum medallion member thank you so much thank you for all i'd like to thank everybody i was going into the delta lounge and normally i take the stairs but i had a, my bags were heavy this time so i went into the elevator but before me in line to get into the elevator was this woman in a wheelchair and and she had one you know somebody pushing her which i think i'm just gonna start doing i think i'm just gonna start typing in that I'm d disabled or I broke my ankle, you know, chasing my dreams and I need a wheelchair. So I asked her, I said, is it okay if I get into the elevator with you? And she says, yes, but she doesn't go. Yes. She goes, yes. Like ruefully says it like she immediately regrets it or says it like she doesn't want to say yes, but she's like, fucking fine. This young, viable, healthy woman can't take the fucking stairs. Yeah. Get into this teeny ass elevator with me. So I get to the elevator with her and it literally is just enough for my bags, her wheelchair and her handler. I don't know what you call him. I'm not calling her an animal, but the, the guy, her pusher, her shover, whatever, the fucking guy behind her. It's getting worse. I, <laughs> so I say something like, where are you traveling to today? I never, like, not that I never do that, but I'm, I'm outgoing and outspoken and all of that, but I was just feeling good, you know, feeling back and, and feeling motivated and all of that. And before she could answer, I just moved my foot like literally two inches just because of how I was standing was kind of strange. I just shift my foot ever so lightly and I, and I fucking bump her knee and she goes, oh, that's my knee I just had surgery on. It's my bad knee. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. No. Bitch, not the bad knee. Bitch, not the bad knee. 
I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, okay, I I am an asshole. I'm, I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and the doors open up, and I back out, and I let her, you know, I get out of the elevator, because it's the only way she can leave, and she's rubbing her knee, and the guy, her pusher, her push comes to shove guy, pushes her over to the side, and he's checking on her, and I... I felt so fucking bad. Like, I could have just taken the stairs. Well, you know, it's like one of those moments in a movie and it turns into like the meet cute where it's where the two characters' paths cross and then they embark on this journey together and fall in love. Well, here's me and this old lady in a wheelchair and I probably just broke her fucking knee again. And I'm wondering what the point of it all is. Why, why did that happen? Because afterwards... <laughs> We both went to the goddamn Delta Lounge. And as she's checking in, I, I was like, I just want to say I'm really sorry again. And she's like, yeah. The whole time, this bitch is like, fuck you. Okay, take the stairs. So maybe that's my lesson is that uh, take the stairs. Take the stairs so you don't bump old bitch's kneecaps that just got replaced. I hope she's okay. Merry Christmas to that lady. I did not mean to fuck her up. You know, life is balanced. It truly is. I... Before um, I was home a couple weeks ago, you know, I found out Chaplin, my littlest dog, needed to have oral surgery. And this is the thing. If you're not a dog owner, you don't understand, like, you look at them as they're just pets. Yeah, they're just pets. But it's hard to not validate spending money to keep them alive. You know, if you're a dog person or a pet person, you just do what you got to do. If you can, if you're lucky enough to be able to afford the care. And so Chaplin, he's a small dog. He's got those small fucking teeth. And, and be, teeth is a generous term. They were fucking fossils. They looked like the thing from the beginning of Jurassic Park. It looked like, you know, spare at no expense, the guy's cane cover with the fucking mosquito in it, the amber. That's what all of Chaplin's teeth looked like. It looked like Stonehenge, like a haunted Stonehenge. And... It's just something that happens sometimes, even if you keep up with cleaning the dog's teeth, the smaller dog's teeth, which I recommend you doing. If you're going to get a dog, fucking take care of it. Because if you don't take care of it and do maintenance, it's going to get so much more expensive at the end. Train it. Spend money to train your dog. Um, make sure you check the breed. Like, know what kind of dog you're getting into. People just think, oh, all dogs are created equal. It'll fit my lifestyle. There are dogs for every lifestyle, and there are wrong dogs for your lifestyle. Like, if you're somebody who's a homebody, don't get a husky. Don't get a Portuguese water dog. Don't even get a lab. You need to figure out what your lifestyle is and what you do and get a dog that caters to that. And I am the example of how to do that and how to not do that. Initially, I fucked it up. Now I understand. I have a dog for every fucking situation. I got a dog to cry into, one to travel with, and one to keep me safe. Unless somebody has meats and cheeses. And I'm not going to tell you which dog is which because I want to keep you on your toes and I want to stay alive. But, you know, it, you just have to take care of them. It, you're saving yourself money by investing early on and being consistent. And I'm telling you this because of mistakes that I've made with all of my other dogs. I've had a whole bunch of fucking dogs in my life. And now that I have three, I have a system of taking care of them and, and you know, anticipate things. And so I kind of knew it was going to happen with Chaplin because when I got him, his teeth were a little funky anyways. And I got, you know, I got him cleaned and all of that. But even that didn't help. So we had to, we had to yank these motherfuckers out. We had to yank him out. And now he's he has no teeth. <laughs> and I really want to show him to you guys. I got to show you what the vet had to put on him. Chippy. Chip, chip, chip. He's a little bit tired because he is on medication. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, I had a dog once that, Fozzie Bear, who had a similar situation. See, this is the thing about the fucking teeth is if you don't take care of them, it causes gum disease and that fucks up their whole body and their liver and will fuck up all their health. So essentially by keeping their teeth clean, you're going to save yourself from having heart issues down the road and all other possibilities that can go wrong because the blood is just carrying this disease through the whole body. So um, Fozzie Bear ended up costing me like $1,000 a month in his last year. <laughs> and I'm looking at Chaplin like, motherfucker, I'm not doing that again. Okay, let me get him. Hold on.
he's a good boy. Oh, he's a good boy. You got your little mask on. Come here. He's a good boy. Okay, and we got this. Okay. And so, you know, Because his, his, now his tongue is hanging out constant. He's going to be one of these dogs who, oh my God, it, my assistant Debbie, I sent her a photo of him in this and she said he looked like a martini. <laughs> he is so jacked up. So now he's one of those cute dogs with a permanent tongue hanging out. He has no teeth. He's doing really good. I will say that the vet did a really good job. I mean, they do have him doped up on like a, Gary Busey starter kit cocktail, but you know, all the best, all for the best. He really is just an acute, just an adorable little lampshade. This is what you do when you have dogs. Oh, fuck. I'm definitely a klutz when it comes to, I just take this thing off of him. He's fucking ridiculous. Come here. Hold on. Let me take this off. I'm sorry. Let's just take this off. Take a nap. It's just, you know, I don't need to justify what I do with my dogs, but then another thing went down. So Carlin, my pit boxer, for, he's just a, he's a garbage disposal. I don't know if anyone out there with pit bulls or like a boxer is similar. It honestly, it, they're just garbage disposals. And I, I wonder if you guys are having the same issues with your dogs. Carlin's always been that way. This dog, the second I would leave... You know, this is why crate training is so important early on, crate training your dog. The second I would leave, you know, after I thought I could trust Carlin, started leaving him out of the crate when I would go, he would jump up on the counter and take whatever food was there. And that's my bad. You know, that's not that he's not trained. He's just an opportunistic asshole. He's like, oh, is that a loaf of bread that I see out? Well, obviously, it's probably a snack that she meant for me, so I'm going to take it and eat all of it with the plastic and the the key, the bread key on the end. He would eat the entire fucking loaf. Loaf farts? There is nothing more vile than pit bull loaf farts. A whole loaf. It, it's almost like it went in him, he baked it, and then it, it came out of him in, in, in different form. It, it was unbelievable the things that this dog ate. He would peel avocados with precision, like a Gordon Ramsay chef like this kid like like carlin went to culinary school i'd come back and there'd be a one piece of an avocado peel with the pit on the floor and he would just look like the grinch that's still christmas if christmas was an avocado he's also eaten full bags of rice uncooked rice this motherfucker has eaten a couple bags of one pound uncooked rice you want to know what happens to a dog when they eat a one pound bag of uncooked rice it comes out cooked oh yeah hot pocket who wants a hot lunch that's what my ex Giannis used to say when when we pick up his poop oh yeah hot lunch a full hot lunch of of cooked rice it was like a it was like a damn chinese restaurant at my place for two weeks after that so i i know this about him last year Oh my God, Bunny's face is right up in the fucker. Last year when I was staying here and I had Carlin here, my sister and I, we were all downstairs and then we all came upstairs to do like a movie night in my guest room here and Emily goes downstairs for something and this was the day after Elliot's birthday party. We may have talked about this on the podcast, but we go downstairs and I just hear my sister go, oh no. Oh no, Je Jess. Oh no. So my sister had a beautiful, huge blue, I think it was like a Paw Patrol or like a deep sea themed cake made for Elliot. Huge blue cake. The problem was it was disgusting. Like here's the thing as a baker, I can't bake for shit. I'm sure if I followed the instructions, I could make a decent cookie. It's not my skill. But here's the thing. Some bakers are only good at decorating. Not so good at flavoring, flavorizing. This cake was, no one wanted it. So that's why this, the cake was still left out. I think the only a couple pieces were eaten from it. And so Carlin took the opportunity when he was downstairs alone to eat the entire 
blue cake. He ate the whole cake. He literally had his cake and he ate it too. And he shit blue for about three weeks. Actually, his shit and vomit evolved into different colors as it diluted out of his body, as the dye diluted out of his body. I, when I tell you he ate the whole cake, it was, it was a large, like, I want to say like a 10-inch 10, 10 by 10-inch cake that only had a couple pieces missing. This motherfucker ate all of it in like 15 minutes. He ate the tray it was on, candles, the plastic that was wrapped around it. He had a field day. He was like, is it my birthday? He probably was like, oh my God, they, they probably forgot to sing the song, so I'll just eat the cake. <laughs> ate the whole cake. And I'm telling you all this because last week, Right before I leave to go to Texas. Now we've got Chaplin who's got his mouth surgery surgery scheduled for the day I leave. Um, and then the this is Wednesday. My uh, Carlin is just all jacked up in the morning. He's all messed up. Like he's lethargic. He can't stand. He looks like he, like I thought he had eaten edibles because this motherfucker's eaten edibles before as well. He ate about 100 grams, 100 milligrams of edibles that I had locked in a bag, like zipped and shut in a bag. This motherfucker opened a door. I think I think a wag walker might have went into my room or something because I, I, I am very, um, you know, concerned about my dogs getting into anything they shouldn't be getting into. I mean, obviously not bread and rice, but like, you know, THC or any like chocolate like that. So I had shut it in my bedroom. I come home, the bedroom door's open, Carlin ate all of the edibles and was like, he had one, he had one ear that was like hanging six inches lower than it normally does. And he just was like wobbling, laying down and it looked like he was on something that was rotating and shaking. This is what he looked like last week, last Wednesday. And I was like, did he get into edibles? But we don't leave those out around the kids. We got toddlers here. We don't do that. And I was like, what could he have gotten into? And I do... For the most part, I do a 24-hour rule with my dogs. Like, you know, they're like people, but they can't tell you what's going wrong with them. So, and I'm not telling you how you should handle, look at look at Bunny being like this, don't wait 24 hours. Look at her looking, she looks so judgy. She's like, oh yeah, that's probably why I've got all the problems I have because this bitch waits a day. I, just because a lot of the times where I have taken pets to the vet, it's costed me a fuckload of money for them to be like, they have gas, you know, same thing with people. More often than not, people go to the ER with emergency pain and it's like, you've, you're going to shit your pants. That's all. It's, it's, it's a really expensive, shitty appointment. So I've learned like, I'm just going to give it a day and keep an eye on them. I didn't even want to give it the morning because Carlin looked so fucked up and, and what had ended up happening was he had eaten deer shit. He went out in the yard and ate deer poop. And it got him all jacked up. And I don't know what the deers are eating. Like, are are the deers out there just tripping on shrooms? And then my dog's eating their poop? And then, because it literally looked like Carlin was entering another galaxy. His eyes, his pupils were all dilated. He couldn't stand up straight. Like, I was like, you got any extra, bro? What are you on right now? I feel like you're on like a, what are you doing? Who are you hanging out with? Is this like the Midnight Express? <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this a psychedelic cartoon? Is that what's going on right now? It's just, you know, he looked so jacked up. And and I, I was worried, but I was like, I got to bring him in. Yeah, th- yeah, he ate deer poop. $700 for the vet to be like, yeah, he, he ate poop. And it's like, at that point, the fact that dogs will eat poop and steak really makes me question their taste buds. We've, we've, I think we've discussed this where it's like, does my dog need expensive food? If he's out there eating goose and deer shit, riveting stuff today, guys. I, I, I just had to complain and see if anyone else has dealt with this <laughs> at all. Um, you know, it's been an expensive couple months, couple weeks, but I appreciate you guys very much um, for, you know, just (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying (laughs) for helping me out because by you helping me out I can take care of my dogs
I'm like, oh yeah, all the support I get from my fans is going to my vet care. That's what I'm saying. If you have any single vet veterinarian friends, send them my way. A vet, a mechanic, or a dentist, send them my way. You know, no more broke dudes, no more uh, emotionally unstable men. I want somebody who, not. I don't want an emotionally unstable man. I want a man who owns horse stables. So I've evolved. Thank you very much and send it to your your rich uncles and your rich dads. Please do. I feel like there's a lot of them all across this country that are just looking for someone to snuggle. And I'm, I'm fuck, I'm right here. I'm fucking right here. I'm seriously right here. I don't know if I want to have children. So if they already have kids, perfect. You know, that that's great. I have been spending a lot of time with my niece and nephew so I could change a diaper or I can help with homework as long as it's not math because I'm terrible at that. But I probably actually, you know what? I don't want to change a diaper. It's kind of gross and I get manicures. So I don't want to fuck that up. So if you could just make me food and rub my feet, that's the setup my sister has. And I'm kind of here for that. It's like a foot rub and macaroni and cheese and I'm your girl, you know, and then I'll support you. Not to, not your dreams because you should be a grown ass man with a boat, but I will support you in, in a way that makes you feel like I'm your hot wife and not your mom. Unless, you know, you want to do like a little role play, but that's that's where I draw the line. I don't do any Oedipus or weird like mother-son stuff. But as long as you can appreciate that I want horses and foot, foot rubs and macaroni and cheese, I am here for you. I have been spending a lot of time with my niece and nephew and I it's been nice because I feel like I've bonded with them so much more over this year. And I think being having spent that time when I was grieving with them evolved my relationship with them. And the fact that they have memories of stuff that we've done and, you know, it's so hard being away from here. And when I come back, they've they've changed, like their facial structure has evolved. So it's it's nice that I've spent some chunks of time with them to get to know them. And we went to go see, we saw a couple movies. We saw House of Gucci, which I kind of talked about. There's like a thousand Italian, different different Italian accents in them. And you're like, it was like a circus of Italian accents. Um, and we also saw the new Ghostbusters movie, Afterlife, which was so much fun. It was so much fun. Paul Rudd can do no wrong. Truthfully, Paul Rudd can do no wrong. I, I would like to see him do like a serial killer, murderer, dark movie. Remember when, when Dane Cook made that switch when he went from like he, he did uh talent was it mr brooks he went kind of dark i want to see paul rudd if he can do that because usually like com comedians well stand-up comedians more specifically but comedic actors can sometimes access that naturally and it's believable robin williams did one hour photo um uh bill cosby did it in real life so th it's very believable these sort of dark roles that these stand-up comedians <laughs> oh my god i honestly um you know being around kids it's it's a different type of relationship it, it has you access different parts of you and you know one of them being your patience i i don't know how you parents did it during quarantine especially if you had a homeschool and work like now do you understand Casey Anthony? Ugh, hello. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. Fuck you. It's gotta be so hard. I know it is so hard because I'm here and I'm witnessing it. And you know, the one thing I would have a hard time with, with having kids is wanting to, maintain their innocence you want to maintain their innocence so much but it almost behooves you to have them grow up faster because then they can be more adaptable and, and independent and help you out you know like if you know we're talking real let's look at irish and, and mexican and traditional family structure people had tons of kids and tons of kids would help around on the homestead and the farms and whatever what have you however they were growing up like you're creating a family you're also you're creating a workforce 
<laughs> you have like eight elves that can help you around the factory. And it's just, you know, so having them be mature, it behooves you. And it's also, it prepares them for life, you know, to, to be responsible and protect themselves and all those survivor survival um, tactics that we want them to have, like not talking to strangers and look both ways before you cross and all of these things that we're constantly teaching them and implementing into their daily routine. Part of me also is heartbroken because it kind of, it's like we're adulting the kid out of the kid because that's just what works. That's the natural evolution. That's how we grow. We become adults. But the irony is when we're adults, then we do more things to find the kid in us. So it's just an, an interesting dichotomy that happens through our lifetime and our lifespan and, and me witnessing this for the first time, having been around these kids since they, since they were born and seeing them starting to evolve and grow and mature it, a little bit, it's heartbreaking in, in a sense to see us adult some of the child out of them for their own good. You know, that, that childlike awe almost gets taught out of us. Some of us, I, I have it. I think my father was a very childlike man. I think he enjoyed play and enjoyed goofing around and maintaining the fun of life. My mom did too as well because she was, you know, maintained the magic of holidays and decorated and allowed us to be creative. So both of them in their own way helped maintain the childlike personality trait and the childlike approach to life, that awe. But that gets taught out of us from a young age. And I think part of it is us wanting to protect them and then part of it is us maybe it's a it's a projection of our fear of what could happen to them if they don't know everything you know you want to protect them like you got to make sure that they you know know what they're doing to survive out in these fucking streets because these streets eat children and women all we're just getting up getting eaten up hide your kids hide your wives the streets are going to eat us and I just wonder if there's a balance to it. I wonder if there's a way to raise your kid and keep them a kid, but arm armor them like an adult. It's got to be so hard. It's got to be so hard to do. I think the only way you could really do that is if you raised them in the woods. I have my, my dog walker, Gabe. That's how he raises his daughter. She's out in the woods. Like she's, she, it's like she's practically raised by wolves and, and, it's such a cool, unique way to raise your child. I know what to you guys in this modern society, it probably sounds fucking crazy, but you think about it, especially from a girl, from her perspective in life, she's going to be so dependent and confident and self-assured. And think about a lot of the issues women have as grown-ass women. They're insecure, they're codependent, and they don't feel any self-worth. Well, those are things that either you were neglected as a child or something happened to you as a child where you had to form a protective layer over yourself. Like, you know, having your daughter do outdoorsy type things to learn survival skills and build fires and I don't know, shoot a squirrel, like whatever it is, whatever the version of surviving outdoors is, I think it's such a unique opportunity for a child in today's modern society to learn those are amazing skills to have but then also like they also have to learn respect and teamwork and all of that it's just such a fucking hard job there's so much to, to consider with your child and being around them my my main concern is like I don't want you to grow up I want to put you in like I want to embalm you now <laughs> maybe that's the wrong what i'll take what the fuck for a thousand alex i want to preserve their youth i want them to know that they can be responsible and still find the joy i think that's the key that's the key is is maintaining responsibility but through the looking lens of 
somebody who has a direct line to their childlike ways. And I think that comes with gratitude. I think it comes with a perspective and how you step out in the world. You know, for me, I still get excited about stupid shit. And a lot of the times, you know, edibles help with that. Don't be mad. A lot of the times your girl may be on a little Eddie Bull. My friend Eddie Bull came to town and we're just out here having a great time looking up into the sky and enjoying the leaves. We are having a full conversation with the fall. Please back up and don't judge us. Well, now it's just about winter, even though climate change is like, hold my beer. Um, Here's an extended spring for you in mid-December. I'm not complaining, but let's just wait and see what happens in 30 years. Greta Turnberg is going to set us all on fire. I honestly feel, you know, honored to be able to be around these kids and see them grow up. And I'm finding my space in their life and thinking about I'm I'm going to be in their life forever. I mean, you know, forever as far as like what we think about the time and how time really exists and what happens after we die. Like we 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 really don't know. Like forever in our minds is associated with this meat suit and this organic life and this lifespan that we have. But who knows what happens after? Maybe I'll discover them in another realm. But for right now, I think about how long I'm going to be in their lives and how I want to occur in their lives and and, and, and what impact I can have on them. And one of the major impacts I've had on Elliot is is his his wide range of swear words. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Emily. <laughs> First of all, Elliot swears like a grown man and uses it so accurately. He uses swear words better than we do. And he's both the kids behave in school, but when they're home, it's like a frat house, you know? And 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 it's probably my fault that I did tell Karina, my niece, I whispered in her ear to go over to mommy and tell her that I was mother, me. I'm motherfucking nature. So Karina goes over and she's like, mom, Jess is fucking nature. And Emily's like, what? What is she doing? What? What'd you just say? And I'm like, Emily looks over at me and I'm just, <laughs> you know, just a proud aunt. It's probably not the best thing for me to do, right? I'm over here like, I don't want to rob them of their childhood. Go tell your mom to fuck off. See what she does. <laughs> so you can't do that. So don't don't follow my example here. I'm better with dogs. I'm better with dogs. I'm learning how to be better with children. And I part of me, I think, is really good with kids because I can access that part of myself easily. And I really do attribute that to my parents. I can access that childlike part of myself and I can easily find awe in life every day. And I enjoy, like like I said, the little things excite me, like lighting a tree, lighting a Christmas tree or a, a cup of hot cocoa, like all those little things that we start to take for granted because as adults, we're inundated with so many to-dos and all of our fucking responsibilities that we just are chugging drinks and throwing food down the throat and running from here to there that everything that once gave us enjoyment becomes just routine and it becomes uh, something that's not as exciting anymore. And I think that's where the childlike aspect of living and accessing that childlike part of ourselves is so important. It causes us to slow down a bit. It causes us to really live in the moment. I think that's the beauty of, of kids and, and what they're, the gift they can give back to adults is helping you live in the moment. There's probably parents listening right now like, yeah, bitch, come over my house and live in the moment and see how good you fucking feel with spaghetti on the ceiling and a, a new game of is that shit or chocolate on the carpet. Come over and enjoy those moments. I know it's very easy for me on the other side of the dog tracks to say, you guys should enjoy your fucking kids more. But I will say, if you are looking for ways to enjoy your children more and you're struggling and, and feeling like you're not present, edibles are great. Start with a microdose. Start with a microdose. Go low, low and slow. You might want to end up playing with your kids. 
you might build in this you might start building a sandcastle or snow angel or a snowman on your own you might be the one you might be the party starter in the house and start having more fun with your children you know i know you're living busy lives and going from probably job one to job two and having just a quick dinner in front of the tv and then passing the fuck out and rinse and repeat for five six days a week but i'm telling you you can find some space in there you can find a place to just play for a minute or two start low people i think sometimes they get themselves so out of the ability to enjoy a moment or to do something because they they make it too large they make it too big Start small. You don't have to do a whole half an hour with your children. Do, just commit to like a, a minute or two and then get yourself a fucking martini and, and congratulate yourself for being present for a minute or two. I mean, that's not the greatest advice, but I, I want you to be open to the idea that there are ways to make it happen. <laughs> there are real ways to make it happen. I I have my team meeting. I'm so excited because this week, um, Carly and I, are doing our girl live experience through moment house you can get tickets go to my instagram page you can watch uh pre-recorded podcasts that carly and i will be doing a watch along with you guys i'm sorry it's thursday december 9th i believe that's on thursday december 9th we're going to be watching our podcast with all of our fans it's momenthouse.com forward slash girl go to my instagram page or you can go to jessiemay.com to find tickets for that and we have a vip meet and greet event this wednesday december 8th both of those are from 9 to 10 eastern standard i believe um, but go to my Instagram page, go to jessiemay.com to get more information. It's Wednesday the 8th and Thursday the 9th. And I'm also going to be in Minnesota, the uh, Mall of America, House of Comedy Mall of America, December 16th, 17th, and 18th. That is uh, the second to last show for my wide open tour 2021. And I am wrapping up the tour in my hometown, Syracuse, New York. We're doing New Year's Eve. That's the last show of the Wide Open Tour. New Year's Eve, Syracuse, New York. Two shows at the Funny Bone. You can get all the information for this on my website and on my Instagram story. And uh, I hope you guys come out and ring in the new me, new year. New me. New year with me. And I appreciate you guys so much. Find the inner child and go play with him. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.